0: everyone, we just want to let you know that the Hockey Podcast Network has partnered with Tankathon and Cool Hockey for the NHL Draft Lottery Contest. So, uh, here's how you enter. You go to tankathon.com slash NHL. You click Sim Lottery to create a 15-team simulation. You then screenshot your favorite outcome, and then you submit your entry by commenting with it below the post. Uh, You can find that post on the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter page, as well as retweet it on ours. Uh, And then what you do is you make sure to tag a friend and retweet the post, uh, one entry per account. If you get all 15 teams correct, uh, you can win a $200 gift card courtesy of coolhockey.com. And uh, for all other rules and information, uh, check out the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter page. Thanks, everyone, and uh, enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast, Burn the Oil,
0: oil Edition. <laughs> this is funny, because this is his second take, and you almost screwed it up again. Yeah, I did.
1: you <laughs> almost screwed it up again.
0: I got it, though. You did. I got Kinda. it.
1: Kinda. Yeah. Well, can only go up from here. Yes. Uh, welcome to the Grit for 60 podcast. We talk about Jets hockey. My name's Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. And I am joined... In the same room.
0: Hey everyone, it's Brendan, also known as TCJ. That should be our new tagline. TCJ? Line. The Grip for 60 podcast. We talk about Jets hockey. Yeah,
1: it's not bad. Yeah. Super,
0: straightforward.
1: super catchy. So Brendan. kind. If you were... Well, actually, we'll get to this in, in, a, in a little bit. Okay. Um, so we do have a little bit of hockey news. The Jets. The Jets have officially signed Dylan Sandberg. To an entry-level contract, just north of a million a year, I think. AAV,
0: it's whatever the standard AAV is, I think. But
1: um. So when when does that actually take place? Does does that mean he's
0: yeah none, none of the, that means he's playing professionally next year or go the, to the NCAA uh,
1: next year? I, I always get those rules mixed up. Yes.
0: Yeah, so none of the ELCs being signed right now count towards whatever the hell happens with this season. Well, yes. So because he signed an ELC mm-hmm. he has to go professional whether it's the AHL or the NHL or wherever got it he cannot go back to college
1: is that an, is that a um, is that a, a rule with the
0: NHL or a rule with the NCAA I'm pretty sure it's a rule with the NCAA because that be my uh, so. when you sign an ELC you get you yeah. get this thing that the NCAA me... despises uh, at least it hates anyone else but yeah. the NCAA to have uh, money. Money, money, money. So...
1: Uh, I don't yeah. know if this was officially he's getting this money starting July 1st or if they could say, this is your contract. Uh, well, it goes into effect next it. season. Uh, if you want to go to the NCAA next year, we'll have we'll put this
0: on back order no, I, don't, I don't i don't think you do that i think as soon as the contract signed when that money gets into sandberg's hands i don't know i, I that's not my specialty <laughs> i just know roughly how the cap works
1: but uh yeah i i kind of like dylan's from what i've read about him i kind of like the the profile we're getting
0: uh yeah i think that's something that we should put as a disclaimer real quick uh, we will both fully admit we are not prospect people. Oh no! Um, I mean, I like developing prospects. I like
1: prospect oh, yes. watching. I don't really know how to evaluate them.
0: Yeah, outside of I uh, don't watch them really. Yeah, outside of the NHL and uh, the World, time World, to watch World Juniors, we don't we don't watch any of the other and leagues. So
1: the, the World Juniors is not an it is not a great tournament to uh, evaluate a player's worth. Although I will say that's when I jumped on the Alex Dabrinkit
0: bandwagon, and it's worked out reasonably well for me. Listen, Alex Dabrinkit was a hero when uh, he got ejected in the USA-Canada game (laughs) for punching somebody, so the only only better thing would have been if it was like a Russian or something.
1: I I just remember while the draft was happening, like, why is Dabrinkit still on the board? How is he going to fall to the Blackhawks? How lucky are they going to be? Because he's short. But he's a good hockey player. But he's
0: short, that's the thing. I don't know. But, no, when you were talking about the Royal okay. Juniors thing, I, I was like, how hard are you subtweeting uh, Casey Middlestat? Oh, I have no idea. Is
1: this, is this very hard?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally. But that's what I was thinking of. I'm sure a bunch of other people were thinking about that.
1: But, yeah, I like the profile. I like, you know, what people are saying about it. he's a defenseman, which is just desperately need. Uh, he's a defenseman. He's a big defenseman. Uh, and he can skate. What else do you need? Is he right-handed or left-handed? He's left-handed. Oh, never mind. If he was right-handed, bang, jackpot. It doesn't really matter how good he is. We can trade him for whatever. Um, But if this worked out for the Jets, I mean, that fills a need almost immediately. Uh, The one thing I would say that I am concerned about is that from what I've read this season, he only has like 22 points
0: or 21 points. He's a defenseman in in college. And 20 20 of
1: them are assists? 21 points is fine. But is it, is that somebody that's, I mean, it's fine. Yes, good. Is that someone, is that the kind of production that's going to translate to the NHL?
0: I mean, listen, he's not going to be, you know, Eric Carlson or whatever.
1: But I don't need him to be. But does that, I'm just saying if he's, I think if he has the opportunity to play, what, two more seasons in the NCAA,
0: I think that would have been a bonus. But if he's going to... I mean, well, signing him now is better than letting him hit college free agency.
1: Yeah, I guess. And you can stick him in the AHL next year, I guess, if we need to. But they can evaluate him at camp, I guess. Again, this is all just guesswork on my part. So maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Although I will say... I think I would, if my choices are giving ice time to uh, Lucas Sabiza or a defensive prospect with potential, I'm giving it to the prospect because the outcome, I just wouldn't say the outcome is the same, but the difference is probably pretty
0: negligible. Well, what I was wondering about was, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the Jets defense looks like next season, because I don't think it's going to look anything like it did this season. Whether it's better or worse, I have no clue. But I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the same. Yeah. Because really the only person that sells a contract is Josh Morrissey. hey And, um, oh, and I guess Pionk and, okay, yeah, Pullman does like it. Pullman. And Carl Dahlstrom has another year for whatever reason. But you get my mm-hmm. point, though, is that, you know, Kulikov, his contract's up. Yep. Yeah. Bolu's contract is up. Uh, DeMello's contract is up. I'd like to see him keep Dylan DeMello, but we'll see. Uh, and Anthony Potato is up. And out of those guys, the only one I want to keep is Dylan DeMello.
1: Is, um, do we expect the Jets to bring Kulikov back? Because I know I sure as hell wouldn't.
0: I have no clue. I have absolutely no
1: clue. I wouldn't. I mean, that is, that's $4 million in cap space.
0: Yeah that would be better suited to... Just just give that money to Dylan DeMello.
1: How much money would Dylan DeMello ask for?
0: Probably, Probably not that much. Yeah.
1: But... So you can give some of it to Dylan DeMello and still have... Right, Sean I'm just saying say like I would rather give agency.
0: that money to Dylan DeMello than Dmitry Kulikov. Who are the free agents? I'm to have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who defensively can they go after? Well, you got to remember, this is Winnipeg. You know... For whatever reason, people don't like to sign in Winnipeg that often. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it's Winnipeg. I, I didn't want to say that because we don't live in Winnipeg. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but at some point, it's like, it's, it's Winnipeg. It, yeah. Sorry, Winnipeg. I mean, uh, I, yeah. mm. I still remember uh, Paul asking and everyone was like, okay, he's going to sign in. He's going to re-sign in Winnipeg. He's going to re-sign in Winnipeg. And then July 1st, he's like... Oh, yeah, uh, Paul Stastny has signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. And you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, if you're going to get the same money in Winnipeg or Vegas, I guess I wouldn't blame somebody for picking Vegas.
1: So I guess if you're listening, you should invite Brennan and I up to Winnipeg so we can experience Winnipeg, and you should show us why we need to stop uh, ragging on it so much.
0: I try not not to because I just haven't haven't been there. I like it because it's funny. Well, yeah, it's it's an easy bit, but I also try not to, because I'm sure it pisses some people off. Yeah, so like I try to not. I'm just messing around. Just do that. We, I mean,
1: we live in Florida. People, yeah, people, people in Florida
0: all the time. So,
1: but yeah, basically, I just want a bunch of Canadians mad at me. I think it'd be funny. (laughs)
0: Speaking of a bunch of Canadians mad at us, here we go. <laughs> Speaking of a bunch of Canadians mad at actually, us, actually, no, we're gonna we're gonna pause here for a quick Ugh. uh message from our sponsor, but we will we'll get right back. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're anything like me, and you're just not a neurosurgeon with a steady hand, you probably neglect what's below the belt. Luckily, Manscaped has us covered. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just really... Ugh. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered controls... This episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. If you're anything like me, and you're just not a neurosurgeon with a steady hand, you probably neglect what's below the belt. Luckily, Manscaped has us covered. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball-hair trimmer ever created, and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code THPN, let me repeat, THPN, at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you at it all
1: right i hope you enjoy that product and or service yeah
0: speaking of canadians <laughs> mad at us i so full disclosure i'm pretty much the one who runs the twitter account yes uh shameless plug at grit per 60 pod follow
1: at grit per 60 pod and you
0: will get brendan roasting Oilers fans. i again full disclosure like I'm sure the guys over at the Oilers pod are very nice. They yes. seem like very cool people. We yeah. don't hate them at all. Nope. i just not so a of the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: just... Speaking of teams that I love to make fun of, the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah. That organ- just organizationally, love it. Love making fun of them.
0: Oh, it's so easy. So easy. I mean, that's what part of it, it's part of me at some point is like, I should really stop because it's so easy, but then I'm like. But it's so much fun. Hashtag free Jesus. I feel like... Get them out of that crap city. I feel like Edmonton fans are just like Toronto. They just accept like they have like the, the big ego of like a small town, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my goodness. So, Brendan, let me ask you this. If you were voting for the Hart Trophy... Who would you select? I'm still picking Connor
0: Hallebuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) And not Leon Dreisaitl. Not – definitely not Leon Not Leon Dreisaitl. Um, So, like, here's the thing. Whenever – so in case you missed it, on our Twitter account, I – Yes. Quote retweeted an ESPN article talking about how um, hockey fans voted for NHL awards. Yes. And I quote retweeted and I said something like – if you're picking Hellebuck over the Vezna, or no, I think it was the only person you should vote for for the Vezna is Connor Hellebuck, and maybe even the Hart, too, or something along the line yep. of that. And, um, the Oilers podcast here, the, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. I don't remember the name of that podcast. Yeah, we should put that up. Um, they kind of, we got into a back and forth about, um, Helbock versus Dreisaitl. Leon Side, which
1: is a, a very odd comparison to try to make, trying to compare goalies to any type of skater it is just awkward, because it's difficult to evaluate the way both of those uh, positions contribute to the game.
0: Yeah, sorry, uh, the Oil Country Podcast. The Oil Country yes. Podcast. Sorry, okay. friends. Is there actual oil in Edmonton? Or I'm,
1: I, I would assume so. I thought they moved or something, and that's they just kept the name. No. Huh? That's the Flames. That's the Flames? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I've got all of Alberta. That's why,
0: married. um... Yeah, that's just fine. Alberta doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh no, that, that's why you have, like, the old Flames jerseys with, like, the A that's on fire.
1: Oh, yeah. Because they were from Atlanta. Oh, yeah, because Atlanta named the their first
0: team... Atlanta named their hockey Atlanta team league. after a thing that burned down their city. yeah. And I'm not really sure why teams do that, like with the Carolina no. Hurricanes. <laughs> don't know why people do that, but no, no, they no. did that, and then they moved to Calgary, and they're like, eh, it's fine. It's not as bad as the New Orleans Jazz moving to Utah and still being the Jazz. I don't know about you, I don't think there are that many no. Mormon Jazz musicians. There could be. There's going be like three of them. But I get your point. Yes. But, um,. Yeah, so I just felt like. I mean, yes, if you take all. If you go on NHL.com and you go to the stats page and you sort by points, and that is the only thing you value, and that's the only thing you're looking for when you are trying to decide what is the most valuable player, guess. Leon Dreisidel is objectively the most but valuable player in the we league.
1: we have a trophy for that. And it's not the Hart Trophy. It's
0: the Art Ross. He already gets an award for that. Though I suppose it's like... I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Halibach. I mean, they have a I, thing called the Bezina. I mean, but you're changing
1: the scope there. Yes, I guess that's fair. So you're going... You're going with the Bezina, you're going, he's the best goalie in the league. With the heart you're going, he's the best player in the league.
0: I guess I guess what you're saying is with the Vesna, there's no thing I like it's not just like the leader in safe percentage or dear yeah. God. It definitely <laughs> no. not better not be the winner <laughs> the leader in wins. If Andre Basilevsky <laughs> wins the Vezina again, I will lose my
1: shit. I mean he hasn't been that good this year compared to the But he has team.
0: a bunch of wins. He's good. <laughs> also, Tuka Rask no you can't play, like, 42 games and win the best goaltender in the, of the league award. But at least I understand that argument.
1: It's a little more understandable, but... Like,
0: they,
1: he's legitimately, even if, if you look at the advanced stats, he's legitimately the reason the Bruins are better than the Lightning in the standings. And he's oh, the reason that they're so far ahead of the Lightning.
0: I would imagine, like, any team with, like, even, like, an above-average, like roster, if they get 930 save percentage at 5-on-5 five five or whatever the hell, like, dumb number the Bruins have, yeah. yes, I'm sure they could at least contend for a division.
1: I'm just telling you, I watched my Philadelphia Flyers that I still believe are Stanley Cup contenders for this season, um, I watched the Flyers outplay the Bruins for two periods, and Rask shut them down, and then the Bruins in the third period won the game.
0: I mean, like... like He's very good. I mean, I will tell you that this year's Jets is maybe, like, honestly one of the worst teams I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if they're one of the worst teams I've ever watched. Do you you remember? Uh, uh, Do you
1: remember? I'll backtrack a little bit.
0: I'll backtrack a little bit.
1: I'm I'm just getting all the Canadian cities mad at me in this episode.
0: I feel like this year's Jets is legitimately, like, one of the least fun teams I've ever watched.
1: Okay, let's at least get into this. Why, why is, uh, why is Connor Hellebuck a better Hart candidate than Leon Draisaitl?
0: Well, let's see. the the Jets at five on five have like an expected goals for percentage of like forty five percent, and And they're like in the playoff race. That shouldn't be possible. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I'll I'll throw this out there: where the other team is taking shots, it's directly in Hellebuck's face. Yeah, it's. You could not get closer to the goal if you tried. There is no room. If they got closer, they would be shooting in the crease.
0: Let's just say that, like, there's not really a whole lot of social distancing between <laughs> where Hellebuck is and where the shots are coming from. <laughs> it's not six yeah. feet.
1: <laughs> um. So, and, but I think when you when we talk when we talk about uh, Leon Drysaddle, the the big analytics thing, um. That really, I think, drives the point home is that he has, when he's on the ice, he's expected to give up more goals than he's expected to score. Well, like he, as good offensively as he is, his weaknesses defensively over, like, make up for that. And then, yeah, we, so. yeah, we
0: talked about it last week a little bit. And that there's no like mainstream version of defensive points, right? Right, Mother. other than. Plus minus, but I'm not going to touch on that. Nope, not today. So that being said, I feel like a lot of times we're just like, yep, his offensive abilities, um, you know, more than makes up for it. I'm like, I'm not really sure that it does. Uh, And again, like, I'm not saying that Leon Dreisaitl is a bad
1: player. It's kind of impressive to be that bad defensively, though. To score as many points as he as he has, and then to say, well, there's evidence to show that he's just as bad, if not worse, defensively. That's an very interesting. By the way, I, I do want to get this out here. On Twitter, we got somebody else to tell us, watch the game. There we go. They actually told us to watch the game, and I didn't have to, f- like, sarcastically make this comment on the podcast. I just needed people to like
0: oh and again we love love people over at no uh the oil country podcast just we had some fun
1: twitter beef (laughs) yeah fun twitter beef i don't really hate them um i'm okay with the the fact if the city of edmonton doesn't like me um i'm okay if the city of ottawa doesn't like me
0: although i ottawa might be a fun city to visit
1: i wouldn't go to a hockey game but
0: well it's okay the arena isn't in ottawa anyway is it not it's in like a small suburb. I think it's called Canada. Yeah. Take the word Canada, replace it with a K a C but, with a K, and then and a then, D with a T, and move the accent. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just Kanada, yeah, because it's not
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: But I so I guess also I didn't fact check my uh, expected goals for percentage number on the Jets. I. Figured I was like 45 sounds about right, but I was afraid I was over embellishing how bad it was. I was not, it's even worse, it's 43.5%. That's worse than the Detroit Red Wings, and
1: yet they can make the playoffs depending on the format going forward. That could be another episode. Well, because I heard another situation that they might go to, they might just roll everybody back to 68 games. I don't know where that puts the Jets in the standings, but that would be interesting to talk about. Uh,
0: Yeah. uh, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a good way. And to be honest, I don't really feel like speculating more on it until we actually know that there's hockey coming
1: back. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because at some point, I feel like we're going to reach like July or August and like nothing has happened yet. And we're just like, fuck it. We're just going to cancel it. And we're going to start next season. Stay home so we can get hockey back. That's my favorite argument for this. Yeah. Stay home. It just, it's going to be a while, though. It's going to be a while regardless, <sighs> but please stay home.
1: The uh, the playoffs were supposed to start Wednesday, and that made me really sad. First, I thought, who schedules something like the playoffs to start on a Wednesday? See, and then I thought, the fact that it should have started
0: makes me sad. See, I was thinking about, because um, last year on Easter, we're, we're recording this on Easter, um, so, retroactively happy Easter to everybody. But I remember last year on Easter, um, we were watching the the Sharks in Vegas game six double overtime game, and I remember all the uh, all the jokes about on on the third day Martin Jones Martin Jones rose again from the dead or whatever, because he made like fifty five oh saves or whatever. He set like a Sharks like franchise record in saves like two games after basically being run out of town. I don't know. I have weird Easter Sharks-related memories.
1: Goalies are voodoo, man. I don't know. Like, at some point, Martin Jones was an actually good goalie.
0: Yes. Um, I would say after about uh, 2018. I would say starting last season,
1: no. Did he have, like, a procedure before
0: last season? I don't think so. Like the only thing I can think that, of, like, he had like a back injury like midway through, um was it a back? Yeah. I don't know. He had some sort of injury um like midway through the 2017-18 season.
1: Yeah, I guess anything in the core is very important. I,
0: I'm wondering know, so. is because Martin Jones is he's a pretty big guy, pretty yeah. beefy. Um, not beefy, not, not beefy. He's he he's, like, he's he's lanky. Yeah. Lots of lanky. He so he's not a thick boy. Um But height wise, he's he's very tall. And I wonder, because I think that might have been the off season where they changed how big goalie pads are.
1: Uh, and
0: I wonder if, because I, I feel like I've also kind of noticed, because he's, like, slow to pick up the game a little bit. Like, he doesn't read the game as fast as some other goaltenders do. I that's think. why I like Carter Hart. I can see him read the game very effectively. But um, And so I think, like, having smaller pads... Uh, allows it to not get away that might be as much as possible i don't know that's just me like bsing but,
1: but the uh, when i think of tall goalies i immediately go ben bishop he almost seems to have gotten better i feel like since I, that rule change
0: i feel like every time somebody tells me ben bishop's height it just grows another inch i believe it's six eight plus gates so six nine
1: I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how tall. I was making. I don't know a, how the actual. I, I was making a six oh. oh, nice.
0: Yes, very nice. That's why. That's why I did the snap. Yeah, and then you just were like, oh, I don't know. But, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever.
1: So Connor Hell, To summarize, Dylan Sandberg, good maybe.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess I didn't really talk about that too much, but. I, I would be very interested to see if the Jets go young on the blue line next year Ooh. with um, Hala as well. And then Nikki is still in the system, too. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, yeah, I like playing young kids and le-
1: watching them grow.
0: So do I think that's going to happen with Paul Maurice? Probably not.
1: I mean, that, that I guess, is my fear, is if is if Dylan Sandberg plays in the NHL, is he going mm-hmm. to get the minutes he needs to develop with Paul Maurice?
0: No, I can't. I can't tell
1: you. Or are we, are we gonna get? Is he gonna get Neku'd? Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine like Morrissey, Nieku, like Morrissey just hanging out with like Niku, Hanela, Sandberg next right. season? Right. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I mean the resigned Pionk and De- that might be interesting. Morrissey, Pionk, Hanela um Nieku, Sandberg. I don't have the pairs, I'm just thinking, if we want six defensemen, there you go, that could be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I would think that you're going to have to, I mean, they still I think they have, they still have Dalton for another year, and they still have Pullman for another year, so they have no veteran guys if um, one of the young kids doesn't work out. What,
1: okay, what is, what is, like, Pullman's ceiling is
0: probably where he is now. Yeah. I'm just saying that they have guys that they can they can sort of plug and play so that even if like backups for the kids, but again without like training camp I can't tell you if Sandberg or uh, Hanel are, are ready. Okay, but it's a good point.
1: Um, so I guess to summarize,
0: vote Connor Halibut for yes
1: uh, and Hart. And if you have somebody that you think should win the heart over. Connor Halbuck, tweet at us, at GritPer60Pod.
0: And we'll probably tell you why you're wrong, unless maybe you uh, maybe we'll, us like... Well, I was going
1: to suggest that we do a pod on it. Mm,
0: okay, that too. We can tell you why you're wrong if yeah. we do a pod on it. So let us know. Or if you give us a good enough candidate, I might, I might just be like, you know what? I'm fine with that happening. Not sure if he's a better heart winner, potential heart winner than Connor Halbuck. But I can at least accept it. By um Zach Cassian. God. That Zach Cassian uh comparison to Eric Lindros <laughs> was like peak Oilers no. fan. Oh. That was like the worst thing oh. I saw on hockey Twitter over the last week. Jeez. That was bad. If, <laughs> you have,
1: I if, mean if Zach Cassian ever dominates the league like Eric Lindros
0: the the league is lost. <laughs> I don't think Zach Cassian is ever going to put there's, up like 100 points. N- <laughs> also, Eric Lindros was a good hockey player. Yes. Zach Cassian is not. The only thing they have in common is that they are both physical players. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> I don't think Eric Lindros ever had Zach Cassian's hands of stone. Fair enough. Stone hands, hands of stone. Why'd I say hands of stone instead of stone hands? I don't know. Anyway. Somehow we stretched this out to like thirty minutes. Not really sure. I mean We came in with two talking points. Yeah. And left with half of Canada mad at us. Yeah. And the other half, I'm sure, just doesn't have like electricity or something. Oof.
1: Well, no, that would be the eastern half. Yeah. And Vancouver.
0: Well no, I'm just saying we didn't we we, we didn't like I'm just saying we, we didn't not, piss off like cities that we're
1: that is not mad at us is like Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. Well no,
0: I was thinking I guess I was thinking more of like the areas of Canada that like arguably don't exist, like the Yukon oh. or whatever.
1: Yeah, the Yukon's a myth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What none to but or whatever. The Northwest territories. Yeah, oh yeah. The places you only find on, uh, the only places you know about because they're on the risk game. Yes. Those places. Alaska doesn't exist. Most of Russia doesn't exist. Correct. But, yeah. Again, Alaska doesn't exist. I don't know if you can say that the biggest state in the U.S. doesn't exist. I mean, they
1: say it's the biggest state. Have you ever seen it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna close it out before we get into any more. What weird if it's literally just a dude. series of islands? Let's stop! That they tell you is really big. I mean, yes, there are the Aleutian Islands, but there we go. They're off the tip. Yes, they're just kind of. I dodged. understand like the concept. giant blocks of ice. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up. Good. So you can follow us on Twitter at for 60 pod as end. well as Facebook on and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at BeFarrel727. You can follow TC on Twitter at TC underscore 904. And, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Um, follow all the other podcasts on hockey, pot- the hockey Podcast Network. I don't know what happened there. Um, especially the Oil Country Podcast because we kind of made fun of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't um, agree with their evaluation of players, but I'm sure they're good guys. Yeah. Connor Hellebuck for, for Hart and Vezina. Spread the news. All right. We should get t-shirts. Anyway, that's going to do it for another episode from us. Um, stay safe, stay home, and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.